Today's episode is brought to you by Diane Kinlaw of Go Prime Mortgage and Jamie Tulak of EXP Realty. I'm here to serve my client mm-hmm. and make sure that they feel good and get the images they want out of the session. How does that, what am I doing for myself in that? You know, that leaves you to avenues to explore other things. And I've been doing this, these mixed media art pieces. And it's the first time in a long time that I've been able to express myself artistically and realizing that I didn't, it wasn't until I did that that I realized that I didn't feel You didn't know it was missing until... Right. Well, you're, the you, imagery it's, is. It's turned into a job when you get kind of routinized in it. I love how you said that it wasn't coming from like a place of burnout and like yeah. I'm dying in this. It was a place of like, I'm built for more. Right, and up level. I notice this when I'm at conferences and the conferences are mainly men. Men have no problem standing up and owning their gifts. They do not preface it with, you know, oh, I'm not being cocky. This is just confidence. Women will preface everything. And I just, I I did it yesterday too at a speaking gig. They were like, well, how do you get to the deep root? How do you know what questions to ask? And I was like, you know what? It's just, this is who I am. I Mm -hmm. tap into my intuition. Like, it's just my gift. But then I felt uncomfortable standing up there being like, this is my gift and it's just who I am. And it's because we then feel like we need to shrink ourselves of like that we're not taking up too much space to overshadow other people. We need to qualify who we are. Correct. And I'm like, stop it, ladies. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Because men will own the shit out of space and will not think twice about it. And so, ladies, listening to this, if when you just freaking own your gifts, please don't preface it of like, I'm not being cocky. The men listening to this, remind your ladies. Right. And And your moms and your sisters and your friends. Cockiness is I'm better than other people. Like there's no gratitude. There's no appreciation in it. When you're just owning your gifts, there's gratitude there. You're like, and you said service, like you're coming from a place of service. We're coming from a place of service with our clients and who are meeting. This podcast is because we want to come from a place of service. And there's so much gratitude and appreciation behind it. So you can't be arrogant or cocky if you have gratitude and appreciation. Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. I like the club feel. Yes. It's nice. right? It took us a while to pick that out, too. (laughs) I mean, I was feeling it. All you need is like an oscillating fan in here, and I could really get into it. (laughs) Oh, hi. I'm Jenny Midgley. I'm Sarah Madras. This is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. Our guest in the studio today. Go ahead, Summer. Introduce yourself, my friend. My name is Summer Hanley, and I own Revolution Studios. Um, I also own a company called Scoop Revolution, and I am the leader for um, the No Tribe here in Raleigh. Awesome. We're excited to have you. Yes. That was a, tell us all about that. What do all <laughs> what does all of that mean? So Revolution Studios, we've been in business for 20 years. We do we specialize in statement photography. So anything from uh, commercial corporate side, portrait side, glamour, boudoir, like anything that's statement that you can express yourself, we provide the platform for that. And we're very much experience based. So that when someone comes in, like they are having a full-blown experience they're getting their self into that character into the role or you know they're being pampered that's like overview for revolution studio side we do a lot of corporate work as well but i think our baby has always been on the boudoir glamour statement shots where 
someone just wants to see themselves in a different way, or maybe they're seeing themselves for the first time in a way that they feel or they want to feel. So we help them with that. Because that's incredibly powerful. Like I remember I did a boudoir for as a gift for my husband for our 10th wedding anniversary. And it was totally outside. I mean, first of all, getting in front of the camera, yeah. right? Oh, like, yeah. As photographers, we always have that like, no, this isn't comfortable. This isn't where I'm supposed to be. There's always that element of that. But then just the the whole process of selecting the lingerie and looking mm-hmm. in and then proofing the gallery, like all of that was just so like powerful isn't even the descriptor for that. Well, it's amazing how it just wipes away all the misconceptions that you had about your body because there's like proof right in front of you. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, I mean, I was oh, like, damn, I am sexy. Like, yeah. Oh, shit. Right. I was less than a year postpartum of my daughter, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did it also once, and that's kind of Summer and I have. So Summer and I met for our my youngest, Landon. She did our the baby pictures mm-hmm. with him and the family photos and whatnot. And Hubby and Summer went to high school together and rolled in the same groups and whatnot. And so that was even that photo shoot, though I was totally clothed, but it was so soon after having my first that I was so self-conscious. And so to be able to be in an environment mm-hmm. where she made me feel like it's okay and I felt attractive in the pictures and felt like I can show up and then ended up having fun with it and I think that's rare because I've had photos taken by other people and so that's a gift that Summer totally has is she's in there making you feel like you are the model and you can do this and she's Mm -hmm. telling you turn your head or do like so that you do look your best Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's it's interesting because people come in and they are super nervous I would say so last year I shot about 800 boudoir sessions by alone, just boudoir. And I would say maybe 10% of those came in pretty confident and the rest weren't. Mm-hmm. And it didn't matter if they were comfortable with their body or not comfortable with their body. Like everyone's nervous for doing these types of sessions. So, but I think it's something that's all in their head. Like there's this preconceived like, you know, worry about what that final product is, which ultimately is the final feeling they have about mm-hmm. themselves and mm-hmm. how they want to be seen. So what do you think like gets them over that hump, right? Like, I mean, because there's a there's a, a lot, it's more than just the normal like customer journey, right? And sales that they, yeah. they decide to do, to decide to be that vulnerable and that open. And I mean, to go from whether it's the, the more modest boudoir to a centerfold type boudoir well say. <laughs> I think the difference is we don't do any of that we, we don't do full nudity okay. um we permit topless but we don't do any bottomless per se mm-hmm. for for me having a really reputable brand I didn't want to include that you know there's a line there's a line that could easily be crossed <laughs> tiny g-string tiny <laughs> tiny tiny line <laughs> but I think that that's why we put those rules in place from the beginning and for the most part we really don't have anything crazy I mean a couple of people have asked can I do this or would you do you do action shots no we don't do action shots you know <laughs> is that I'm really like, what they call it yeah, they call it action, action shots it took me a second to get that would be <laughs> yeah for that type of like no so what do you think makes people <laughs> okay, let's go back let's rewind as we digress yeah so how do you how do you think people come to that like level of even if they're scared shitless right like mm-hmm. and it terrifies them to do this like how do they decide like, what, what do they tell you? So I think that there's so many different reasons that people do boudoir in general. You know, there's the obvious, like, okay, it's a gift for a, a significant other. There's, I just lost 40 pounds, or I'm in the best shape of my life. Or maybe I just went through a divorce. Maybe 
something big has happened in their life and they have like more confidence, whether it's a new relationship or ending a relationship. There's so many different reasons that people come to do boudoir, but it's mostly to express themselves and to feel I think it's ultimately to feel sexy and confident, really. And, and not, I use the word sexy light because I... Sensual. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's more so letting them be comfortable mm-hmm. and being sensual. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, everything we do at the studio, it's never like a okay, go thing. You know, it's not like we don't expect you to come in and know how to pose and do anything like you that. You mean they're not crawling on the ground? No, like, no. <laughs> they're the tiger's um, pose. Yes. Right. yes. <laughs> no, like, that would be entertaining. Though. I, should, I should just... Pull that one out as yeah. a joke for somebody who I know is already like comfortable and be yes. like, okay, tiger crawl, one, two, and go. I think that everyone is ultimately worried about the final goal. So when they come in, we're comfortable and they can see that and feel that. And then our studio is really cool. Have you seen our new studio? The one that was in On- Carrie off of, no? Okay. We're, we're off Glenwood, but we're by oh, House of Pops. Okay. So we have 3,500 square feet there, and it's ridiculous. When you walk in, our last space was nice. It was fine, and it took great shots, and ultimately that's what's really important. But this is the first space where, you know, we – we did it smart before and we waited and kind of saved and this one we really did up. I mean, it is a art space. So when you walk in, it's got big 30 foot ceilings. It's got exposed beams. Like it's, it's legit. Mm-hmm. It's really, really nice. There's dedicated hair and makeup area, private dressing room. The studio is private in the back. The doors are always shut. Just things like when you walk in, you're like, oh, hands down, I would say a couple times a day. I hear someone say, I wasn't expecting this when I walked in. This is crazy mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. So it's just funky. It's a direct expression of our brand and really ultimately of me and what I kind of want to, I want to be inspired in. Being able to have that space that creates that safety for them where yes. they then feel like I can be vulnerable mm-hmm. here because yep. this, fa- this space is creating that container for them. I think a lot of people like that they kind of bring it there and then they kind of leave it there. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people see me out and they're like, oh. Like, did she see me? And I'm like, like, I'm going to walk up and be like, hey, remember that lingerie set? That was great. Right, right. right. Seriously. You know, I've got kids and I'll be out like at the movie theater with the kids. And then I'll like glance down and the lady's like ducking behind the theater (laughs) chair. She's like, my boudoir photographer is in the third row. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not going to go up to you and say anything. Like, it's just like, I'll just, you know, maybe do a little head nod. And if anything, if someone's like, you know, the husband doesn't know yet or something. Right. who knows? I've seen lots of situations, but <laughs> we'll go into that another time. But I can you mean ju- the pictures weren't actually for the husband, <laughs> right? Just you know. I mean, I've had some interesting situations where people were a little bit more free than I imagined. Where right, right, maybe right. a husband come in, comes and picks some photos out, and maybe a boyfriend comes another time and picks some photos right. out from the same session. <laughs> right. Do they ever pick the same? I don't photos? know if we want to keep that part on there. I don't want to run some scandalous right. thing, but I don't know. Anyways, I mean, teach well, his own. I'm here to or serve. A girlfriend, <laughs> right. come, you know, it could be. A I was going to say a girlfriend. girlfriend. Yes. Yes. yes, yeah. No, we've had you we've know, had those too. We've we get a little bit of everything, and I think again, this all goes back to what you were saying. You know, you guys are de- definitely a come as you are, just be authentic, be your true self, and I support that as well. There's been some things that have been pretty interesting for me to photograph. Okay, I'm going to need to know what that is. We don't necessarily have any rules, but just we've also never done anything that I wasn't comfortable with. Right, right. But you have to keep in mind doing this for a really long time. Like, I see some interesting things. Right. And, I'm and like, you've also like, but it's people know when they go, you know, when they search or they do a Google search or somebody refers them like they know walking into it. You've already laid out that expectation. Yeah. I mean, we is so important. Like you have, lay it like you make it. 
like you said, an experience. I think it's taking out the guesswork too. Like, I mean, we have an extensive questions and answers page, Mm -hmm. especially for boudoir, just kind of covering every single thing possible. Mm -hmm. We don't allow drinking at the studio. First of all, alcohol um, causes you to blink more. Mm. We use huge, huge lights that strobe and which already cause blinking problems. But secondly, what we want people to do is, A, feel comfortable by themselves. Everyone's like, okay, can I just take a little drink to take the edge off? It's crazy to me. But here's the deal. You have to think about two outside perspectives. So let's say, because there's actually husbands that have had problems with their wives coming and doing mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. that the fact that they were drinking on top of that right. just right. compromises the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Well, it's mm-hmm. the integrity of the situation, yeah. right? I understand where, because we live in this society where it's like, ha, 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 just have a drink and yeah. relax and whatever. It's so accepted yeah. that people don't stop and think what it's doing that you can't just go in sober and do something. Like I'm a little extra passionate about this because I was working, I had a, a branding client who's a sober recovery coach and I follow her and I'm like, holy cow, like all the things that she puts out there are like, duh, moments, mm-hmm. right? Of like, no, you don't have to have that beer every night. Like if you enjoy right. it, then by all means, like, and it's not impacting your life. But if it's impacting your life, like there are things that you need to to pay attention to and doing something where you're already pushing yourself to be vulnerable sure, and then being disinhibited on top of that by something chemical like well and I think too it's a integrity thing for you of like you're maintaining the integrity of the space and the experience but you're also doing them a favor of like absolutely there you're saying we want this experience to be everything that it can be Mm -hmm. and not something that you can say oh I had a couple of drinks and that's why I did it like you're saying no you're gonna own this we know that we're gonna make them feel comfortable but it's hilarious to see these transformation when these ladies come in because they come in and they're like I mean, some of them are just like uh, literally like, literally yeah, like shaking, shaking yeah. in mm-hmm. their shoes. I've had a couple ladies over the last year, you know few years, like we're actually kind of in tears a little bit. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, they've like, I'm like, you're here. Like, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. And then they like by the second or third outfit, they're like superstars. They're yeah. crazy. They're <laughs> like, what do you want me to do now? Like, yeah. do you want me to do that tiger crawl now? Right. Because yeah. I will. Right. Yes. yes. Um, by the way, we don't ask for tiger crawl. Um, <laughs> but you can request it's crazy it yeah. to see them come out of their shell. And then usually after the session, they sit down with a client representative who helps them like go through their photos. Recently, I've been sitting in with them a little bit and it's been really cool to kind of take that step back a little bit and be involved in that process and hear because a lot of times I won't even know I mean I know that they love them because they're like give me you know trying mm-hmm. to give me hugs in between shoots or whatever mm-hmm. but like sitting down with them and then hearing them and what they're saying about themselves this was the, another part where I used to do but then we got really busy and then you have to delegate mm-hmm. and whatever else but going back to that I'm like okay there's some things that we can improve or like just talking with them about the experience or seeing the reaction, like hands down people like certain poses, like mm-hmm. every single person I know is going to like pose for, I mean, right. I don't have an order right. for my poses, but right. I know, th- I know what they want. Um, but it's been really cool to hear them. And I mean, literally they sit there and break down. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of women cry watching, look at the oh, photos. I absolutely right. did. I absolutely did. Like I, she sent me the thing and I was sitting there at my desk bawling. Yeah. Because I was like, I had no idea I could look like that. Right. Well, Not that you could, that you do. But, well, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So Thank when, you, Sarah. You're welcome. <laughs> for clarifying Got you, that. love. Gotcha. <laughs> we do all of our viewing, like, right out 
right after the session. So while we're shooting, I literally hand off a memory card to our retouching artist and he works on those images and gets them ready for proofing for immediately after your session. So we're able to like streamline the process. So they go hair and makeup, shoot, and then they're able to view their photos right after. That's smart. But... And, the, very, and they're like excited yeah, though. And then you like, you, in, yeah. you're losing your mind. You're like, I want to see my boudoir photos. Yep. Mm-hmm. First of all, if you're not using, used to seeing yourself post sexy, it's going to be really interesting to see yourself for the first time post sexy. Mm-hmm. You're going to be like, and what, what you imagine in your head yes. you look like while you're doing that pose and you're thinking of like this thing hanging out over here and like that jiggle over there mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all of those things. Or you can't we, think because you're sucking it in so much. Right. Like, you know, yes, and like, seriously. you can't even that, breathe. Like, the yeah. reasons <laughs> that we turn the lights off when we're with our partners kind yeah. of thing, like those are all highlighted and exposed. And while you're yeah. still on that like super excited high from having like just feeling amazing while you're going through the process and then you go and like see that. Oh, I'm so excited. Right. It's the high from like, being all in. One. I'll say you're like, Hey, it's going to be really strange. What? So let me ask right. you that question. Cause you've said yeah. that a couple of times. So you've said for you, it's you are confident. Where do you feel like your confidence comes from? I think being comfortable with myself and just in who I am inside, I feel like that my confidence is there. How did you get to that place? Right. Gosh, guys, that's such a hard question. <laughs> it's where we really get. <laughs> so, I mean, if I was to say I was confident all the time, I'd be lying. You know, I'm, right. I'm definitely have insecurities. I think that I've definitely fluctuated. You know, I've been, I'm in an industry where I see beautiful women every day and that's all shapes and sizes and Mm -hmm. ladies come in with this confidence that makes you jealous anything stereotypical doesn't mean it's going to equal confidence if anything it's I feel like it's opposite right it's confidence is definitely from within so my job even during a boudoir shoot and I will get back to talking about my own confidence but (laughs) I will see what you did there I won't I won't let you get away from it I'll bring it back in here (laughs) but it's ignited from inside Mm -hmm. it's not I mean, yes, it's lighting, it's posing, it's the right angle. But if I can't pull it out of them right. and show them that, and I know exactly what, you know, a couple shots that I need to do to flip over the camera and show them, and they're like, oh my gosh. And you should see, that's when they flip, and then all of a sudden they're like on the, the prowl. Ball, they're yeah. like, what do you want next? What do I do next? Oh my gosh, this is so much fun. Because like, they've you just see seen their eyes glimpse. light up oh, and yeah. their, like, their entire demeanor change yeah right. it's the power and then that, they're totally empowered and they're owning the hell right. out of it and the, does yeah. that and does that reinforce your own confidence in your abilities and your even though I do something super artistic it's not something I really think about anymore so my focus I think because of the craft side and the skill side is very natural and I mm-hmm. can I just do it without thinking I know when I move the light here I mean I can change my settings. I don't even look at this. I know it, like I just feel it all and just do it. But because I'm, you know, able to have confidence behind the camera, I can focus in on connecting with the individual, mm-hmm. which I think is yeah. really important. So I'm not like fumbling. I'm not worried about this. Well, and I think you touched on something really important and it's interesting because this happened yesterday too. So I'm when, when patterns develop, I'm like, oh, we're supposed to talk about this. So when you said when you're behind the camera, you're not thinking, you're just connecting with that person. And you even use the word, I just feel it. I know that this is supposed to be that. So that, that means that you're 100% within your gift at that moment, right? Yeah. When you're in your gift, I feel like that that's where the confidence comes from is it's yeah. not trying to perform or not thinking of what's the best thing to do. It's saying, I'm just 100% in this moment and just 
owning, that's my gift. I'm not going to question it or second guess it or be like, what if, or let all the, the chatter in your head, you just are in your gift. Well, I'm going to piggyback on that and say that when you're in your gift, right, it makes it easier for you to explore other pathways for that, right? So mm-hmm. like, it may be that you are completely in alignment and and creating these these beautiful images, whether it be for boudoir or headshots or whatever, but then it also makes it easier for you to carry that over into other areas of where you might be interested, even if it's just with your parenting and your right. and your relationship with your spouse and with your friends. And, and because when you are feeling that fulfillment and that alignment, that like 100%, I'm in it, like this is it. And right. I'm, that's where you're drawing well, from. Well, you're free to, to be your own self, like to express yourself in any way when you feel when you feel like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. there's not Your that purpose. search. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I think people get lost in the search a little bit. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Not knowing. I mean, yes. and I've certainly got lost in the search. There was a time that I said, you know, chalk it up. Okay. I'm done. Like, I don't, need, I don't want to do this. And, you know, I think that we all go through there. We all have mm-hmm. those days. You Can you tell months. us more about that? Because <laughs> I think that's so important. I think you just, I like think what was that I experience like honest, for you? Well, it was over a long period of time, but I think that there was something always back and forth because I was really good at it. I wasn't being fulfilled. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that sounds weird to say. And it, you know, it's not like a cocky thing. It's definitely being confident in what you're right. doing, but because like you feel like you're at the top of your game, like what's next? Like, so like I'm really driven person. Like I want to be my best self. I want to be the best at my craft. I want to have a the excellent customer service. I want to be a great parent. I want to do this and that. So all those things, like when you feel like you're at your game, you're like, want to challenge yourself more. Mm-hmm. So I think that's honestly like, you, you know, people talk about the lows all the time where, you know, like they've had a hard time and that's why they want, they, they can't do their business. They don't want to do their business. Mm-hmm. I'm here to serve my client mm-hmm. and make sure that they feel good and get the images they want out of the session. How does that what am I doing for myself in that? Mm-hmm. So, you know, then you talk about, you know, that leads you to avenues to explore other things. And I've been doing this, these mixed media art pieces. And it's the first time in a long time that I've been able to express myself artistically, doing a, a photo shoot and printing it. Like we print a pretty large format, but then painting over it and, and using papers and mixed media pieces and things like that. But it's been a way for me to express myself and realizing that I didn't, it wasn't until I did that that I realized that I didn't feel you didn't super know it was artistic. Until, right. Well, you're, the you, imagery it's, is. It's turned into a job, right? Yeah. More than like a passion, like your, your outputting of your passion. At one point it was, and you had that fulfillment, that creative fulfillment. But yeah, when you get to kind of routinized in it, I love how you said that it wasn't coming from like a place of burnout and like yeah. I'm dying in this. It was a place of like, hey, you know what? I'm built for more. Right. And up level. I notice this when I'm at conferences and the conferences are mainly men. Men have no problem standing up and owning their gifts. Right. They do not preface it with, you know, oh, I'm not being cocky. This is just confidence. But you just sat there and like, I'm not trying to be cocky. You know, right. there's not arrogance. Women will preface everything. And I just, I, I did it yesterday too. At a speaking gig, they were like, well, how do you get to the deep root? How do you know what questions to ask? And I was like, you know what? It's just, this is who I am. I mm-hmm. tap into my intuition. Like, it's just my gift. But then I felt uncomfortable standing up there being like, this is my gift and it's just who I am. And it's because we then feel like we need to shrink ourselves 
of like that we're not taking up too much space to overshadow other people. We need to qualify who we are. Correct. And I'm like, stop it, ladies. Stop it. Stop <laughs> yeah. it. Stop it. Because men will own the shit out of space and yeah. will not think twice about it. And so, ladies, listening to this, if when you just freaking own your gifts, please don't preface it of like, I'm not being cocky. And the, the men listening to between- this, well, the men listening to this, remind your ladies. Right. And, and the, your moms and your sisters and your friends. And the difference between <laughs> that, what I say to people is I say, cockiness is I'm better than other people. Right. Like there's no gratitude. There's no appreciation in it. Mm-hmm. When you're just owning your gifts, there's gratitude there. You're like, and you said service, like you're coming from a place of service. We're coming from a place of service with our clients and who are meeting. This podcast is because we want to come from a place of service. And there's so much gratitude and appreciation behind it. So you can't be arrogant or cocky if you have gratitude and appreciation. Our title sponsors for this show are Diane Kinlaw and Jamie Tulak. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or wish to refinance, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the triangle housing market better than the back of her hand? As your local lender, Diane Kinlaw knows how important this area is to you because it's her home too. That's why she's made it a goal not to just be the best loan officer around, but a community leader supporting small businesses with referrals and networking events and supporting local charities with frequent fundraisers. If you're looking to move to Holly Springs or the surrounding area, or maybe interested in a refinance to lower your term or rate, Diane offers a wide array of programs to fit your family's needs. Let her be a part of your path home. A home doesn't have to be a dream. Let Diane make it a reality. You can contact us at www.goprime.com and search for Diane or call 919-624-9541. GoPrime Mortgage Incorporated, company NMLS number 69551. Diane Kinlaw, NMLS number 1600777. GoPrime is an equal housing opportunity lender. Today's show sponsor, Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty, has a passion for serving clients and nearly a decade of industry experience as a top producing realtor and designer. Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty will help you reach your real estate goals. Whether you're buying, selling, investing, or renting in today's market, having an experienced real estate expert working for you is crucial. And don't forget to ask her about her hometown heroes credit for military, police, firefighters, teachers, and medical providers. Contact Jamie Tulak today at 559-707-1913. That's 559-707-1913. MRP certified. Do you feel like you doing the no was your okay? I need to now up level and what's my next step? Or did something come in between um, revolution and the no? Like, where tell us about that. I think that really the upping in my next step has always been refocusing where the business can grow and then having that not be a hundred percent dependent on me. I'm a big believer that if you come to work and you are offering the ultimate customer service to your clients. It's going to be contagious. You're going to have a great day. Like it feels good to do good things. Refocusing on that has been like a big drive, but figuring out how to let it grow and not not need me 100%. I'm still here completely, but obviously I can't do everything and I don't want to. Like there's plenty of people that do their craft better. So you've established the brand awareness. You recognize where your strengths are and where you can, where there's room for outsourcing. I love well, outsourcing, not just because it's the things that you don't want to do. It's because you're helping provide a living exactly. for somebody else. Like you're helping to feed their family and right. to yep. have their dreams. Like you're true. not, 
Yeah. Like you don't do video, right? Like you're not the primary yeah. videographer, but you can, you would yeah, I don't do any, I don't right. do any video. And it, it's, it's been something that's been a challenge too, because, because we've been in business so long and because we, our clients are used to a certain level of product. I couldn't just get any videographer. Right. Like I had to get a really, I have two top of the line videographers. They're amazing. They do these great branding pieces. It's blows your mind. But I had to get somebody who was really experienced already. But at the end of the day, like, did you want to learn video no. editing? Exactly. No. Like the it same way so much I out, I'm like, people are like, do you do video? No, but I have great people. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it's just the whole people helping people. Anyway. So tell us about the no. So the no is amazing. We are getting ready to launch or we've just opened up nominations for our 2020 book, which is the third book for Raleigh. I originally got involved with them year one. I was nominated to be featured in the book. Essentially, it's a it's a publication in a networking group. So I'm going to tell you like this twofold of what the no is about. Featuring top women, leaders, mentors, creators, entrepreneurs. They can be in media. They can be a nonprofit. Like just people that are notably recognized in Raleigh for doing what they do. It's a nomination-based group. A lot of our nominations come from our current tribe to grow it out and say like, who are we missing? Like, who do we need? We have a really diverse group that gets together. These are our, your top, you know, entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. movers, shakers, like whatever so else. What do you say? Cause when, when I heard you say that, I was like, Oh, okay. Like what, what do you say to the people who are sitting there listening to it? And they're like, Oh, I'm not whatever enough to be nominated for the no. Like, so I'm not successful enough. Oh, those, they're way more successful. I'm not like, in the position. Correct. I haven't done enough to this or I'm correct. Not I haven't enough. been in business long enough or I haven't right. did it. Yeah. Like so that's going to trigger all, you know, people listening. Absolutely. So there's a, a couple of other sections that are in the publication, like on the rise features and things like that, where someone's doing something, you know, notable or the groundbreaking, or maybe they've just left corporate and they're starting their own gig. It's definitely not discouraging anybody else. We do plenty of things that, we invite the public to, we have people volunteer to teach or to give back, but the whole goal is really to come together and to lift and rise. Tell us about the no community. How would you describe the community and what value are business owners going to get from the community? So I think that a lot of times people's complaints about networking in general is feeling like, you know, they're going to these groups and then they get their little glass of wine and they like hang out in the corner and maybe talk to like a couple people, but there's really nothing that comes out of it. I feel like, especially the people that we've brought in for Raleigh, like I want people in Raleigh who want to connect, who want mm -hmm. a richer experience, who want to be able to have a resource, people who are transparent and willing to be at a different level. It doesn't matter how long you've been in business. You have to be willing to be open and transparent and care about your sister, mm -hmm. you know, whether, you know, whether you've just met or whether you've been working with them for years, the authenticity is like mm -hmm. really what I look for. I'll give you an example of an event we had where we um, opened it up to the public to come. I had five people that night alone and just five people who I've never met before come up to me and say, this is the best event ever. They're like, I usually go, like, I use that example of going in the corner with your wine mm -hmm. or, like, kind of ch chatting with the girlfriend that you came with. Like, you right, that you stick to your you circles don't know the people to, you know. You don't need to sit with then, your girlfriend yeah. that you came with. Right. Like, I even say, like, if you know the person at your table, move, you know? Right. right. <laughs> I'm like, that's Get not what. Get up and talk to someone new. It's hard, y'all. Yeah. I am an introvert. Well, I, that is hard. <laughs> I'm one of those like extroverted introverts or like outgoing introverts, right? Like I'll need to go home and decompress and lay in my bed for six hours after today. Yeah. <laughs> However, tomorrow I'll be ready to go again, right? I talk about this in my 
photography groups all the time because photographers don't go and network. But when you have a business where you're business to business or Mm -hmm. you're looking, you're branching out and opening like a new, you know, like maybe it's a family photographer who's now going into weddings or whatever, right? Like Mm -hmm. you have to go introduce yourself to new people and having just like the panic and the anxiety mm-hmm. of new situations for some people. It's making <laughs> me think of LinkedIn <laughs> local. strategies, yeah. And so if there's any also introverts listening to this, LinkedIn local, huge event, bought tickets, went, and I was there. Like my whole thing is like, I'm going to come and support my mentee. She did not need me. She no. was like floating <laughs> through the room. And, but in that atmosphere, and this is why Jenny and I get along so well, is I was like, oh my God, this is a lot of people with a lot of energy and it's all bouncing off of mm-hmm. me. And two times I had to walk out of the room, like I pretend, like I got a little tray of food and I was like, oh, I need to find somewhere to eat. And the only yeah. place is out of the room. And Jenny saw me walk out of the room and I was like, I, I need somewhere to eat. And she was like, come go sit at my table which was way far away at the registration. And she knew I just need my little break for a second. She said, go over there, hide, eat. And I just was pretending to eat because I needed a break. And I had to do that twice that day. Mm -hmm. So I think- And there was a couple other people that occupied that seat at the table. If you can imagine though, like if you came in, even just with what you guys are saying right now, like if you come in in any situation, if someone comes up to you and immediately is transparent and authentic with you and so kind, like don't like it helps melt, melt away the insecurity. It absolutely you know? does. It ab- this needs mm-hmm. to be about like true connection, true connection, mm-hmm. community collaboration versus competition. Absolutely. Right? Like, I kind of laugh when I say that, but because I'm like, oh, it sounds cheesy, but like, God, it's, no, so, it's true. so true. But like, yes. let's look at this. So right? true. Like, you do branding and headshots. Yep. I do branding and headshots. I'm sitting here having a conversation with you because. Yeah. It's There's not plenty a, to go there around. Is so much to go <laughs> so around. So let me tell you this. So this is funny that you brought this up because this came up at the other meeting too. One of my girlfriends, Kara, who owns F8. So she is in the book, in the notebook too. And then people said, like, we always like chit chat and hang out and, and um, talk and we were together at events and people, how do you, how are you guys good friends? And we're like, why wouldn't we be right? <laughs> right? <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Seriously. I, I just don't understand it sometimes. You know, the... Like, why do you even want to live like that? Like, why do you want to Because it's be a like, mindset thing that they it, haven't it, worked yeah. through Just, yet. I mean, golly, Raleigh's, yeah. Raleigh's pretty big. Someone has to be in comfortable enough in their, their place, in their career, in their life, in their own confidence to be able to be a friend to a competitor. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to give them your oh, business that's a, plan. That's no. a great you know, way to but say like, that. Yeah. Great you know, way to it, say that. It feels good. But, you know, there was a time when I was like, you know, I don't want to teach anybody like somebody's, what am I oh going to have God. all these like studios that are going to be exactly like mine? Then my photography is not going to be whatever. That's, I mean, it's bullshit. I'm so glad you said that. I don't that. know if I can. Yeah. I actually had a, a photographer had posted like, Hey, I'm looking for somebody to do, to trade shoots with. I'm just starting out and somebody who's willing to give me the raws. And there was something that I was like, I just reached out to her and I was like, yeah. Hey, I don't typically do this, but you know, I'm open to barter and I think it's good for me, for my branding to get some variety because I do a yeah. lot of different variety. And so I met with her and she's like brand new. She has no idea what the hell she's doing. <laughs> Danielle, if you're listening, I love you. I pull up her stuff and I was like, girlfriend, go home, change your prices. Like you go home and change your prices right now. So I was like, oh, I was you need like, to send her to me and I will I, get her ready I with know. the mindset. But what she said was, I have been so scared to put myself out there because I don't want other photographers to think that I'm undercutting them. I don't want other photographers to, th- and I'm like, honey, 
No. And we've all been there. And let's have coffee started. next week. Right? Yes. Like, let's just do yeah. this because, like, there's, and there's something about it. Like, she's going to go when she goes. Well, here's the thing, too. And I'm, you know, I don't do any weddings, so I'm not in this industry. But I feel like on the wedding side, it is so saturated, like, photographer-wise, mm-hmm. that, and I say this lightly, but that everybody's a photographer. I mean, the technology is. Oh, the provided. family photographer. Forget it. Like, well, everybody's yeah, a photographer. Yeah. <laughs> Family, wedding, I feel like there's so many, and I think that a lot of those people who are, you know, been around for a long time, like, they struggle a little bit with, you know, people coming in, they're like, oh, well, they're just, they're new. But they're also on that same bus, they're just on a different time than exactly. you. You know, just respect somebody's place and where they're at. And I think that, you know, us being transparent and not being worried about the competition and understand that they're doing the same thing that mm-hmm. you've done yourself. Okay. We want to hit you with hot seat laser questions for okay. you, whatever comes we'll do to rapid mind. fire. Thank you. That's the word I was looking uh, for. I'm like laser. We're not I'm, doing laser coaching I'm here. Like, it's just I'm happening like, wait, really this, fast. Is this like trivia or like, <laughs> we do rapid fire. Rapid you ready? Fire. Okay. Any marks? Boom, boom, boom. Okay. Don't overthink it. First thing that comes. What is your favorite place in the world? I'm going to say home. Okay. Oh, I love that answer. What has been the best advice you have ever been told? Shit. I don't know. Can I can I come back to that one? Yeah. I, I know I have an answer, but yeah. that was the best advice whammy, I just wait, ever no had. Whammy, no, 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 stop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is the first thing you do in the morning? Check emails. Yeah. Oh. Guilty. Yeah. I know. We yeah. have to talk about that. Um, I do reach <laughs> over, though, and then I like kind of like, I know I'm rubbing your leg right it's now, okay. but I like just rub my husband's arm like... Hi. Hi, honey. Hi. That's good. That's yeah. a ritual for connection. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm like emails. And then <laughs> he rolls over and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm checking emails. He's like, again. From the comfort of your <laughs> bed, it's nice. Every day. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What advice would you give somebody? Number one piece of advice you would give somebody? Just to be true to themselves. Okay. And that's the most comfortable or actually, you know what? That could be really make you in a really uncomfortable spot. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it's going to provide you the most happiness. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, what keeps you up at night? God, everything. Emails. Well, I did. I do do that. Put my iPhone to sleep or whatever. But I'm going to say I'm bad about doing mental checklists. And even I know my staff hates because I'm always like. I'll forward something and it literally stays in my head. And then I'll just like send a text like, okay, did so-and-so call back and get their order changed? I'm not discrediting their ability to do this. I just need to take it off my mental checklist. And so what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? She's not letting you get away from it. I know. She circled back. I know. Um, I put my Sarah hat on. (laughs) I don't know why this is so hard. I feel like I've been given so much good advice not to be scared. I right. Mean, yeah. Um, but no one you know, came out and say, Summer, do not be scared. Like, right. no one said that. But I think it's been really surrounding myself, whether I knew it or not at the time. I think I probably didn't know it. When I was being raised, though, you know, I was in a business atmosphere. Like, my mm-hmm. family had businesses. My family had rental properties and businesses down at the beach and here. And so there was a lot going on. And I never, I thought I kind of lived a normal life. I danced, you know, 20 some hours a week and, you know, competitive dance. And then kind of later I realized I was like, oh, that's not so normal. I can't even, (laughs) maybe that's not normal. I mean, we live pretty modest in a, in a smaller house. And even in in high school, I lived in a a condo, but they definitely knew what they were doing. It's so funny you say that because Matt was always like, she lived in a condo by herself in high school. <laughs> I did not live in a condo by myself. No, I, I stayed with my grandmother. That's um, amazing. 
in high school. In his mind. In his mind. It was you lived in a... Well, gra- right? grandma did a lot of traveling, so maybe everyone thought right. I lived yes. by myself, but I definitely lived with my grandmother. But looking back, you know, I'm like, okay, I've had all this really positive influence on like the business. Side you know, of- but you grew up with that entrepreneur lifestyle yeah. modeled for you and that, you know, you just make it work model for you. Competitive dance isn't the drive, the passion, the consistency, the persistence, the the discipline, all of that stuff. Well, I think that even too, just being on stage lets you help help you be more comfortable in performing or speaking mm-hmm. or um, just being around people. But And there we come for full circle where the confidence comes from the fact that she's been up on the stages, been I think pushed that's herself what it comes out of the comfort to, zone. Really. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like if people, you know, even now, like uh, some of our kids, we've like got them in a theater and stuff like that. And even if they don't do anything with it, it's just help building confidence. Yep. Yep. But I think that if you're always second guessing yourself, like make the mistake be okay to fail and so if you come back and say what's my biggest piece of advice to mm-hmm. give to people be okay to fail mm-hmm. yeah. like be like happy about failing like you're not happy when fail you're forward. doing it right I don't fail even believe forward. that it's exactly. failure I hate that word I'm like it's not failing it's learning right so Alrighty, Summer where can people, people find you there you go girl so we are online obviously revolution dash studios.com so that's dash is a hyphen i've heard that there's problems with that one but revolution dash studios.com <laughs> do not um, type out the word dash we're off glenwood we've got a beautiful studio there and where do we find so the notebook so here yeah. so the notebook i mean you can stop by we've got locations that are online but there's actually some uh, we keep some of the studio too so they can come by there and pick up their copy of the great notebook. idea okay. so i can actually get you guys some copies too here if you want to set them out that would be wonderful we would love that awesome. yeah Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, we thanks had for having fun. me. Yes. Alrighty, we are the girls who do stuff. My name is Sarah Madras. And I am Jenny Midgley. Thank you so much for listening. And you, you do, do you, you, boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media.